the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Monday, April 25th, 2022. I hope you all had a great weekend. I sure did. Bill, did you have a good weekend? Did you get out and about and do some running, do some reading, do some movie watching? I started a new series I want to tell you all about. We'll do. We'll do. We'll talk about that later. It's really good. Uh, Bill, remind me uh, if you don't mind. The news of the day um, is obviously mostly about Elon Musk buying Twitter, and I'm going to do a monologue on everything involving the free speech debate in our third hour. Not everything, obviously, <laughs> but uh, my monologue that I sometimes do in this hour, I'm going to be putting it in my third hour today. Uh, we will get uh, we will get to what I want to say about free speech. Before we do, I, just this a couple a couple elements on it. Uh, first of all, it is the, I, I only just came across this. I, if if you don't realize how strong the animus of just allowing public policy debate is. Let me read you this tweet that came out today. Hi, Twitterverse. Many thanks for the knowledge and sharing over the past 10 years or so. If Musk takes over Twitter, I will be off within a few hours. Might be just as well for my well-being, but I've learned a lot of valuable stuff from many of you. Thank you all. Howard. Who's the Howard? It's Howard Dean. Do you realize what is being spoken here? This is Howard Dean. Okay, a governor of Virginia, of uh, Vermont, uh, a physician, a former chair of the Democratic National Committee. So this man was the the head of the entire Democratic Party, and of course, as many of you know uh, or will recall, a candidate for the presidency of the United States in two thousand four. Yes, only in the primaries, but at 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 the early parts of the primaries, the front runner, not only the front runner, the front runner who Al Gore endorsed, not only Al Gore, the former vice president, but Al Gore, the former nominee to be the president of the Democratic Party in 2000, not only the Al Gore who was the nominee in 2000, the Al Gore who did not endorse Joe Lieberman in 2004, who was his running mate in 2000 in order to endorse the much more left-wing Howard Dean. If anyone needs to understand the uh, trajectory of the Democratic Party port side or to the left, just look at that, that little moment. Al Gore, who is at one point in the 80s and 90s considered, you know, kind of a moderate Democrat, becomes, um, after 2000, one of the most left-wing spokesmen in the Democratic Party. That's that's point one. Even Al Gore, whose whose moderacy was what Bill Clinton was banking on in '92 and in '96, and got and Al Gore, who ran that way in 2000 by selecting Joe Lieberman as his running mate. By 2004, he has moved fully to the left. He's disposed of Joe Lieberman as the rest of the Democratic Party did. 
by the way, and ran, you know, and put their money behind another Democrat to primary him. Uh, Howard Dean is the near front runner in 2004, ends up petering out because of his own foibles. And, you know, many will remember the scream and, and I think it was overrated, but it is what ultimately destroyed his candidacy. Um, but then he goes on. He goes on after, you know, the Democrats refuse to um, to after after the electorate refuses to, to give the vote in 2004 to the Democrats. He goes on to become the chairman of the party. And now this former chairman, this physician writes many thanks, Twitterverse, for the knowledge and sharing over the past 10 years or so of Musk's Musk takes over Twitter. I'll be off within a few hours. What is it about Musk, the left and Howard Dean? dislike so much? Well, I mean, one certainly wouldn't think it's because he's an immigrant, is it? It couldn't be that, could it? No, we wouldn't make that attribution. That's the work of MSNBC and CNN. That's the prejudice MSNBC and CNN engage in all the time. Whenever someone criticizes someone for something, when it doesn't when it doesn't embrace the woke or the leftist or the progressive or the neo-Marxist agenda, it's always a prejudicial charge first. It must be because they are what? White privilege or something. Uh, immigrant, I, who knows? That's the job MSNBC and CNN does. No, it wouldn't be that for Howard Dean. What would it be? Would it be uh, that the dearest cause to Howard Dean is opposed uh, by Twitter, well, what would have been or by Elon Musk, what would have been that that nearest and dearest of causes? Probably environmentalism. Well, Elon Musk is on, you know, Elon Musk is on the environmental case where Howard Dean is on the environmental case. The only difference being Elon Musk did more about it, uh, particularly with the electric car, particularly with his speeches that people actually pay attention to and particularly with, you know, his positions. So it couldn't be that unless there's another political issue this former chairman of the Democratic National Committee uh, despises so much in Elon Musk. What could that possibly be? Well, it would be Elon Musk's commitment to freedom of speech. Uh, the, uh, the, headline, uh, the headline over at The Hollywood Reporter, Elon Musk is Twitter's new ruler. Expect grand plans and chaos ahead, to which Dr. Jasser physician in town, much smarter physician, much smarter political um, thinker than Howard Dean, writes, free speech is by definition chaos. The fact that biased media expected Twitter to be an organized and non-chaotic instrument reveals their real feelings about controlling the natural beauty of the human chaos revealed in genuine free speech. Zudi's exactly right. That's exactly what bothers them. That's exactly what's bothering the left. That's exactly what's bothering Howard Dean. That's what's that's exactly what's bothering the progressives about Elon Musk. They don't care about any of his woke positions. And I'm going to think when you think about his support on green stuff, when you think about his support for universal basic income, I, I think you're going to find Elon Musk to be, you know, as much a Democrat as Republican and maybe Maybe, maybe more so, except for the way the left is pushing him out of probably some some interest in supporting Democratic Party officials. The left is doing that to him. But I would say, you know, you tell me someone who's uh, supportive of the green movement, someone who's supportive of universal basic income, someone who's not, uh, you know, who 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 uh, who uh, who has spoken out on behalf of raising the minimum wage and not so much in favor of tax cuts. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that's a Democrat by and large. It's this issue that the Democratic left is so wedded to right now, which is conservatives should not be allowed to compete 
in the marketplace of ideas. It's not that they're opposed to the free market. It is that they are anti-free market, anti-marketplace of ideas. That's what they are because they do not want conservative ideas to have any kind of hearing any kind of airing. They want it gone. They want it disappeared. This is the thesis I've been working on with you through some of my monologues, something I'm talking to uh, Ryan Williams at the Claremont Institute about. We might have a book in this. We're kind of playing around with it. It's the notion of opinion and principle hierarchy, the notion where once upon a time, uh, the conservatives and liberals respected each other enough as Republicans and Democrats respected each other enough to want to debate, to want to support the notion of at least free political speech. We could argue about pornography. We could argue about obscenity. We could argue about any number of other curtailments to the First Amendment. Uh, But free speech, at least when it came to the political sense, was supported by both sides, by both parties. And that ended. That's gone. That's over. And they are not making any uh, effort to hide or conceal the fact that they don't want us participating. Look at ASU. Look at the law. Look at the other. Look at the other colleges and universities. They, They have no problem to claiming against all forms of racism. They have no problem to claiming against all forms of intolerance, except except the racism and intolerance that suits the woke and leftist agenda, and then they become cowards. You need examples. I can give you examples. Georgetown just did it. ASU did it about two weeks ago by bringing Mohammed Al-Kurd in. He is a, 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 a much more blatant bigot than, I don't know, who's, who's, who's the worst white bigot around? I, I know if you ask the left, they'll say Donald Trump, but they're not being honest with you. It's probably – I don't know. Could we use David Duke as that kind of emblem, as emblematic of, of, of white supremacist who engages in hate speech? Muhammad al-Kurd engages in far worse, far more blatant, far more aggressive hate speech. But he can come. He can come to ASU. He can come to Georgetown Law and no problem, none whatsoever. The worst thing, The worst thing that will happen is a few people will send out flyers and protests because – Increasing parts of America are supposed to be inhospitable to anything to the right of Joe Lieberman and nothing but warm, cuddly and safe spaces for the most vicious, hateful people so long as they trumpet a leftist line. That's the world we're living in. That's the world people who used to chair the Democratic Party still support. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. 602-508-0960 if you'd like to get in on the conversation. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Why Refi. What if you could do well by doing good? What if you could invest in a secure and collateralized portfolio, earn exceptional fixed returns, and actually help other people by helping refinance their defaulted private student loans? Why Refi is a local company. I know these guys. They're great people. I take this kind of stuff, the investment opportunity very very seriously they've run it through uh, they've run it by uh, through me for me i have looked at it i've examined it this is a great company honest and yeah the returns are quite amazing while you're helping uh, ex-students get out of private student loan debt even helping improve their fico scores check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, invest 
www.yrefi.com, or you can call them at 855-316-3087. You can be in the business of helping people others won't. It'll make you feel good, I promise you, and you'll earn as well. Rob's in surprise. Hi, Rob. Hi, Seth. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a fabulous weekend. I really did. Thank you. How about you? Oh, it was good. I went to my first ever crawfish boil. Um, I still prefer shrimp. But yeah? It was Louisiana crawfish. Crawfish but, is more like a, lo- a small lobster, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or A langoustine, uh, as they say in the old country. Yeah, or a, a bigger version of what you'd put on a fish hook to catch bass. Okay. Um, anyway. Yes, sir. I, I, did read, I did read Howard Dean. Uh, I still think he's an idiot. Um, what I really enjoyed, though, on Twitter was all of the people that said, well, if Elon Musk is going to you know, buy Twitter, I'm moving to Canada. And I'm thinking, well, duh, doesn't Twitter go into Canada, too? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, A, and then, a that's, I, I, I have heard no one make that point, and it's brilliant and funny and well done. B, yeah. if I were the CDC, I would urge, I would send urgent travel advisories to every airport, um, for tomorrow about overcrowding. There you go. Now, my... my they won't because they're not taking the left seriously, and the left won't well, do it because they're not serious either. It, you know, no, they, they're, 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 they're serious in certain things. They're not serious about voting with their feet. They will not pick up and leave. See, this is no, one of the lies no, no. of the left, right? They know. They right. know. As much as they say this place is hateful and racist systematically yeah. with all kinds of implicit bias, they know there's no better yeah. place for them. They know there's no place they'd rather oh. be. Oh, exactly. But I, I was also thinking that, you know, if if everybody if everybody's focused on, you know, how much money Elon Musk is spending to buy Twitter – why don't they show the same concern about how Congress is spending money like a drunken sailor? You know, because the the we're talking trillions there. I mean, we're talking about a private businessman who's going out to buy a company that he can probably help straighten out, I hope. Uh, and then I worry that... You know so that that's that you, you you've just raised another interesting question. I'd like I'd, I'd I'd happily entertain with the audience. You can think about it too, Rob, unless you have an immediate answer. Sure. Which is, you know, what would be the one if you're on Twitter? Uh, what would be the 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 most important thing you'd like to see Elon Musk do uh, beyond uh, ending viewpoint discrimination? If anything, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe just do that and leave it alone. Maybe. Yeah, but, but it's interesting. Think, that's the yeah. only thing he is publicly committed to doing, and that's the one thing the left has gone nuts about. By the way, I thought you were going to say something I want to say because I think the left needs to tell me how they get around this. But why? Why was it okay for Jeff Bezos to buy the Washington Post, and why is it okay for the multimillionaire Sulzberger family to have the New York Times, but not Elon Musk to have Twitter? Why is all that okay? Well, I think there's an ideological bent. To well, of course, that. that's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, as far as reporting goes, as far as journalism goes, and as far as the news goes, the Elon Musk buying Twitter thing is covering uh, up what it is that the American taxpayer spends like every day for things that are not the government's job, or are useless, or are pork projects, or are things. And again, I. If it were only billions, 
uh, it wouldn't be as concerning to me. But now we're talking trillions. And on top of that, of course, we still have open borders. We still have expensive gas. We have some food shortages going I, on. Is it, is it uh, more complicated than the notion that the left doesn't care about how much we're spending? That's just not their issue? Is it, is it more complex than that? I, I don't know. Either that or they're just... Because I, I don't think they do care. I mean, I don't think there's a number yeah. beyond which any leftist from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to all the way up to Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi wouldn't support yeah. if there was no Republican opposition. Remember, every bill that they have proposed, every spending bill that they have proposed only came down a little bit and still was offensively high, as you're pointing out, rightly, Rob, but everything oh, yeah. they've promoted came down because of the Republicans. So I'm not I'm not quite sure they give two hoots about the point that we're spending ourselves into oblivion or, you know, bankruptcy. I, I just don't think they care. I think they believe the worse the better as far as that goes. And I think they believe yeah. that it's got a greater good behind it. Yeah, either they're stupid, which I think in many cases that's true, or it's all deliberate. In many cases, that's scary because people, well. Yeah, you're either dealing with, with well, frightening monsters voted. or ignoramuses. I agree with that. Right. You're either yeah, dealing yeah. with uh, gods or beasts, as Aristotle put it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, in the military budget, uh, they spent a buttload of money for that. Yeah. But again, I think there's a lot of ties to things like CRT and diversity, inclusion and equity and 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 yeah, and making electric vehicles for the military. Um, I can't imagine a tank, you know, a 60 ton tank uh, going more than maybe 30 miles. And then where do you recharge in the middle of a desert or a third world country? Um, I, I just think that there's just so much stupidity going on and no common sense. I mean, you know, why do you force the military to do electric uh, vehicles when where the military goes, it's not going to have charging stations? And I just don't get it. I just I can't believe there's people that stupid in charge. I don't know. I, 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 I hear you and I feel you. I, I really do, Rob. I really do. I think at the end of the day, it's not probably something they care too terribly much about. I don't know how many Republicans care about it. Half the party, do you think? That's an interesting question, isn't it? How much of the Republican Party cares about spending? How much of the Republican Party is um, considered to be, what do you call them, deficit hawks? Let me take a quick break here. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Oh, let me put in this promotion. This is great. The Democrats and the mainstream media claim the 2020 presidential election was the most secure election in American history. But many voters like you suspect something went wrong and very wrong. You will be shocked to hear the truth that's been kept from you. Thus, 2000 Mules. It's a film that tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack a presidential election and expose jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. Visit 2000mules.com and buy your tickets today to see the movie on May 2nd and May 4th. Showings are selling out fast, so buy your tickets before they are gone. Movie tickets will not be available at the box office. Buy them online today. That's the number 2000mules.com. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I am Seth Leapson, and because it is 34 past the hour, we do our culture and economy update with the great John Dombrowski. He is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website, and he has his own show every Saturday morning, The Word on Wealth, heard here at 7 a.m. every Saturday. John, I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I did, and I hope you did as well. I did, and it feels like I came into the show today actually thinking this. I'm not making it up. It fe- I don't make anything up on air. Uh, it feels like this is going to be a big week of news on the economy. It just has that feel to me. Um, and I and I know the big story of the day, obviously, is Elon Musk and Twitter. And, right. uh, yeah, you can actually go to the Wall Street Journal uh, homepage today and see that stock rising based yeah. on uh, the moment it was announced that he purchased it. Do you have a few thoughts on that? Well, I mean, this is, you know, there, there are those doubters out there, of course, who are feeling, you know, that this is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but one of the interesting things that uh, he did bring up is that the current board members really don't have any – uh, of their own, quote, skin in the game. They don't really have much in the way of holdings that include uh, uh, Twitter in their own personal portfolios, you know, and they're getting paid to be on the board of directors. And one of his comments was, "Is why is that? Why are you not invested in this company? Why are you getting paid? You know, if I'm going to become the owner of this company, he's going to probably have some thoughts about, you know, whether or not these board members should be paid uh, to run a company uh, from the from the corporate boardroom uh, without any skin in the game. You know, you take a company like Ford as an example. Yeah. Uh, the Ford family owns billions and billions of dollars of their own stock. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they really truly believe in the company. And, you know, as fiduciaries, these board members uh, may not have the same type of a uh, a thought process as an actual owner of the company would. So it's an interesting thought, um, you know, and I know there's going to be those people out there that don't agree with this, but, hey, for the shareholders who own Twitter, they just made a nice profit on their money in a very yes. short period of time. Yes, that's so right. So I'm sure they're not unhappy. That's right. That's I'm, I, I, Yes, I, I, think, I think the griping is going to last, oh, I don't know, John. Let's you and I, let, this would be fun. I'm going to guess the griping and the threats to leave the company and the country are going to last through Wednesday. You think it'll go I, I further? I think we heard a lot of that, too, during when yeah. Donald Trump was elected president, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how people were going to leave the country. I think not one of those people ever left the country. Really smart listener of ours, Rob, said, um, well, it shows you the IQ level of these people making those threats, because last he checked, Twitter operated, you know, in Canada, as it operates Canada. in the United States, <laughs> <laughs> you know where are they, where are they Very going good, to Rob. too? <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, inflation is always another interesting story, and I don't want to get too deeply into it, except for this scary thought that just occurred to me while I was playing around on the Wall Street Journal website. They're doing a story on high inflation in Argentina. The topic is inflation got you. The title of the story is inflation got you down. At least you don't live in Argentina. Then the subheadline, citizens cope with world's second highest rate by hoarding toilet paper and spending paychecks immediately. And I thought, well, that was this country not too terribly long ago. Uh, Very true, right? And we we are starting to feel the uh, pressure of inflation. We didn't have really the inflationary... uh, Right, right. It wasn't because of inflation. Right. 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 We just had the scarcity because people were uncertain as to whether or not they were going to be able to get something. So what do we do as humans? We start to hoard things. 
Uh, and there probably wasn't really a need for that. You know, I'm sure a lot of people still have a ton of toilet paper in their house that they never used yet. Uh, so uh, it's an interesting thought. Uh, you know, the challenge that I think we're going to still face is there will be shortages. We now know that China is still shutting down some areas of their country, which means production is going to be limited again, and that's going to certainly affect uh, some of the, the things that we all use day in and day out. Uh, and we just have to be aware that we're going to be living through some of these uh, inflationary pressures along with the shortages until uh, we start to, uh, you know, slow down this demand. And that's what I think the Fed is going to be doing. And now there's talk the possibility the Fed may raise rates even more than a half a percent yeah. in the next raise coming yeah. up. Will they? I don't know. I think they're going to be a little bit concerned. Oh, let's talk tomorrow about the pluses yeah. and benefits of that. Yeah. Could we? I'd love yeah. to. Sure. I'd you love bet. to. Uh, thank you, John Dombrowski, of course. You thank bet. you very much. Go ahead, sir. Securities and Advisory Services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Fenman Pacific and an investment advisor, Grant Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. We'll talk tomorrow. God bless you, sir. Thank you. you I'm Seth Liebson, 602 We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the good people of Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. You get 15 whole vegetables and 16 whole fruits in one single daily serving. It ends up being the equivalent of 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. What's in the veggies? Zucchini, mushrooms, cayenne peppers, onions, cauliflower, kale, carrots, cabbage, garlic, spinach, celery, broccoli, all the good stuff and more. I haven't even mentioned the fruits. I've taken it every day for Almost three years, it has kept me well. It has kept my immunity boosted. Balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. And please make sure to use discount code BALANCE for the best deal possible. Guess what we missed this month, Bill? We missed it as we've missed it, as I have missed it over the last 18 years. I didn't realize this, but this is my anniversary month of uh, being with the Salem Radio Network and starting my radio career. 18 years this month. 18 years I've been doing this. Wow. Rick is in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello, Seth. Wow is right. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank Man, you. That's Much appreciated. Terrific. Much yeah, appreciated. that is terrific. All 18 years have been on this radio station, but not all of those 18 years have been from this radio station. Does that make sense? Uh, so I started yeah. in D.C. when I was doing National with Bill Bennett, and the station obviously aired it. And then when Car- I moved here, I, got, yeah. Yeah, I was given yeah. my own show from here. 18 wow. years, yeah. You wow. Bet. I can't even uh, – that that's mind-boggling. I can't even I, – I remember I started listening to you back when you were doing the show with Chris Buskirk, yep. I think mm-hmm. it was, yep. and uh, have been listening to you ever since. Fun. So. Neat. Uh, wow. Yeah, Thanks. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I, I don't got, think I've uh, – yeah, it's the longest I've been at anything, any job, anything. Yeah. yeah. That That is great. Yeah. And you've got some great callers. That was a, that was very perceptive of Rob to uh, – Yeah, to why has no one else Twitter pointed that out? The most obvious thing in the world. Why are you leaving the country? Twitter exists everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I, that, was that was that was – yeah, brilliant piece. I don't know if we'll see anyone else pick up on that, but yeah, it didn't dawn was, on me either. I, it, just none of us thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that hey, was well, good. Well, listen, real quick, uh, let me let me uh, throw this at you, and, uh, and then I'll get your feedback or input from it. Uh, you asked the question or uh, made the, the observation that uh, it's not okay for Elon Musk to – 
to buy Twitter, but it's okay for um, uh, I forgot the other guy that you mentioned to to buy some news conglomerate. Well, about Jeff Bezos with Washington Post, of course, the Sulzbergers own the New York Times. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's what. Yeah, you were making the point. It's not okay for Musk, but Bezos. Yeah, it's okay with him. Uh, I. I Suggest want to suggest to you, and again, I'd like to get your feedback and input to this. Uh, I, I suggest the reason that that uh, is true is because bullying is wrong unless I'm the bully. You remember back when President Obama was president that the first lady, one of her great causes was to stop all bullying right i forgot about it but i remember it now yes yeah yeah that was uh boy i mean that was a big thing mm -hmm. a big deal yeah except when they're the bullies right. it's okay then yep. Yep. yep and that's what the i think that's what the source of of all this is you know that's why that's why musk can't do what he's doing but bezos can by the uh, way, I you know I don't know a lot about Elon Musk. I, 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 yeah. I I've done a little cursory research and only little in cursory. I mean, just not very deep. One of the things I found out in his biography is, as a kid, he was the victim of severe bullying. Oh, that is interesting. I think so too. I, Which, and I I'll tell you why I think it is. Yeah. I think it's interesting because of, because of all the times you've heard him speak or interviewed or say or write anything, I've never heard him bring it up. I've never heard him use it as a shield or an a priori conversation stopper or any kind of uh, any kind of method of saying you know trigger of 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 saying that that that's a trigger for me. Yeah, I, lean, I've just never heard it. Yeah, lean lean on that or use that. As he has not played it as a victim card. And I guess and is the yet way to put it. and yet yeah. I'll bet you it does inform. His uh, you know some of his. I would like to think it does. That would be a nice yeah. thing if it did. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's kind of, uh, I think, perhaps, uh, relating to what he's doing with uh, Twitter he here. Doesn't like saying, he yeah. doesn't like bullies. He doesn't like bullies. Exactly. I, I hope that's right. I'd think, like to think that's right. I think you're right. I hope you're right, and, and we'll move forward with that. Yeah. Well, listen, it is great to hear you today. Thanks, And buddy. I look forward to the rest of your show, especially Thanks. your monologue yeah uh, we'll put that I'm, in the third hour today yeah i'm i am combobulated yeah now. no well we uh we move it around just to you know keep the terrorists confused you know <laughs> there you well, go. well there the the i i don't know if this was technically true i don't think it was but it was said for years that yasser arafat never slept in the same place twice hmm yeah Never slept if, in the same place. If I twice. had been Asser, uh, yeah, sorry, I know. If I had been I Arafat, I think I would not have slept in the same place twice either. Well, you know, I think it turned out he was paranoid because you know he he got himself, you know, he got himself his credibility, got himself his uh, quasi state, uh, he got uh, his people further immiserated, and yeah. uh, maybe they'd have been better off, perhaps, with a better. Uh, spokesman or leader, but yeah, no. Uh, up until up until the two uh, thousands, they said that there's a reference to it in that movie with Tom Cruise, The Firm, when he's talking to one of the um, 
one of the mobsters that he's trying to protect uh that he says you know he's he's going to be a man on the movie he's going to have to be a ghost and the guy says like Arafat and he goes yes like Yasser Arafat he's going to have to never sleep in the same place twice yeah anyway okay well listen rick I, if you want if you want to understand the double standard there is perhaps nothing better than um defense exhibit a or I don't know, maybe we're maybe we're prosecution. I, but it's Exhibit A is Taylor Lorenz. You know that name? She's the Washington Post reporter, formerly of the New York Times, who did the, uh, shall we say, unmasking and doxing of the libs of TikTok last week. She, who herself claimed um, in a tearful interview how bad bullying was, uh, how bad it was when her personal uh, life was exposed uh, to the world, then went on. Two, because I think it's fair to say uh, bullies uh, often, not always, but victims of bully often will, you know, become bullies themselves. Doesn't look like it happened to Elon. It does look like it happened to Taylor when she did what she did with Libs of TikTok only a week ago. Only a week ago, she puts up today the following. She puts up a tweet today titled PSA, which I guess is, you know, public service announcement. Deadline tomorrow. I do not give Twitter, Elon Musk, or any entities associated permission to use my pictures, information, messages, or posts, both past and future. With this statement, I give notice to Twitter and Mr. Musk. It is strictly forbidden to disclose, copy, distribute, or take any other action against me based on this profile and or its content. I I don't think she can do that. I mean, she can do it. I don't think that has to be abided. You know what I would do? I would take away her blue check. Just, you know, just take away your blue check. I would think that, you know, if you're going to if you're going to be a blue check Twitterer, uh, you abide by the policies of Twitter. But I think it's hilarious that she's saying I do not give Twitter or Elon Musk any permission to use any of my information while she's going about revealing the information, personal information of those she disagrees with from the Bezos owned Washington Post. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. By the way, uh, Brandon Weikert's coming up next. Uh, feel free to email questions you may have for him. Feel free to call if you have uh, questions you'd like to ask him directly, 602-508-0960. Um, he, he, he'll update us on the goings-on in the world, particularly the hot spots. I'll talk to him about the uh, situation with Ukraine and Russia. We'll do China. We'll obviously also want to talk a little bit about this effort to remove uh, the uh, IRGC from the terrorist uh, sponsoring State Department list. That's the uh, Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps. Um, but I was, I was just thinking as I was preparing uh, to talk to Brandon over the break – I was just thinking about, um, you know, there's this thing, did so-and-so disappeared and such-and-such disappear, and it's based on, you know, another, the next crisis the left hands you. Um, We have moved on and forgotten the last crisis. Has the Ukraine story disappeared? When's the last time you saw something about it on television? Well, I mean, it was the invasion of Poland, the equivalent of the invasion of Poland in this country for, you know, at least a month and a half. And now you just don't hear that much about it. So I did a Google thing. I, you know, I get Google News feeds and I just did a Google News search, Ukraine, uh, Russia, see what the latest is. And uh, no harm in that, I don't think. And um, 
This first thing that popped up, as often does, is the Wikipedia entry on what you're searching. And it dawned on me, you remember about a month ago when Kamala Harris was doing that radio interview and someone asked her to explain the Russia-Ukraine situation and she, she said, so Ukraine is a large country in Europe. It, ex- it exists next to another large country, Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine and that's wrong. Remember, that was her answer. I, I was just looking at the at the, Wiki, the first sentence of the Wikipedia entry for Ukraine, and I'm wondering if the vice president's briefers, if the level of their sophistication is to just give her talking points from Wikipedia. Do you want to know what the first sentence is from Wikipedia? It never dawned on me to put these things together. Ukraine is a country, and I'm quoting directly, Ukraine is a country in Eastern Europe. It is the second largest country in Europe after Russia, which borders it to the east and the northeast. It's a, a little too similar, isn't it? Nothing wrong with it. I don't think it was uh, what you would call plagiarism, but it's awfully close. The Wikipedia Harris doesn't really work. You take the point. We're dealing with amateurs. Amateurs, probably in the truest sense of the word, except they are being paid. And I do think they love what they're doing. I do think that. They do love what they're doing, but they are being paid. I'm Seth Liebson. Brandon Weicker coming right up. We'll tour the world. You don't want to miss it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.